Hey everyone, welcome to episode 7 of the Just Stick Around podcast. I'm your host, Zach Stillwell. And I am Jim Stillwell. And we're excited to jump in today, talk with you guys, um, have conversation about um, what it looks like to stick around in your community. Um, you know, we're touching different topics over these last few episodes. The one that we're going to hit today is we want to talk about how to remain or abide in the love of God. Um, sometimes it seems impossible <laughs> to do that, but we want to talk about why that's so important to actually keeping your heart um, from getting burnt out and cold. And um, But before we jump into that, um, I just want to you know, bring something to your guys' attention and invite you to partner with us financially for this podcast um, so that we can continue to release these free episodes. We love getting to do this. We love getting to put this out. Um, but your tax deductible donations towards this podcast really help us a ton uh, because it helps us cover the cost of equipment, helps us cover production costs and the time and the work that it takes um, for us to produce these. And there's other people as well that are really working behind the scenes um, that help make this possible. So all of your giving helps us do all of that. Um, and it helps really the gospel message go forward. You know, you're going to reap um, what you're sowing into. We really believe that. And we're super thankful for all of those that are listening and um, gotten a lot of cool encouragement too from listeners just talking to us, letting us know that they've been blessed by what's been talked about. So we really appreciate you guys. We're so thankful that you're listening. Um, and go ahead and make sure you're sharing these episodes too. If you're feeling blessed by it, um, we're hoping that it would also reach more people and just encourage people to keep going, right? Keep loving Jesus. So, um, yeah, just wanted to share that with you guys before we jump in on this podcast. And we're excited to kind of talk about um, what it looks like to keep our hearts uh, really alive um, by abiding um, in the love of God. So, I don't know, Dad, did you want to add anything to that that I just said real quick? Yeah, when when you mentioned about it, sometimes it seems impossible to be able to do. I think you could turn it the other way, too without remaining in the love of God, it's completely impossible right. to stay, to stick around, to persevere, to develop that marathon pace as a follower of Jesus. And so many of us uh, hit those obstacles and hit those walls, maybe to use that term, terminology. I feel like I just hit a wall. I don't feel like I hear God. I don't feel like any he's doing anything. I don't feel like the promises that I... Uh, heard from him or things that I was in, excited or inspired about are coming to pass. And so this whole thing is about remaining in his love. And there's a few passages that probably jump out to you, jump out to those that are watching and listening. John 15, 1 John four nineteen, which we're going to talk about. Um, John 17. It's just amazing how Jesus, out of his tenderness that we've been talking about a lot, is calling us to remain and abide in his love, which we might get into this a little bit today, is not always what we're discipling people in, if I could be super honest. It's, we need to disciple people in everything. You know, I think I was even telling our crew here at the House of Prayer, Sacramento on Thursday night, we, we have to teach people scripture memorization and the discipline of fasting and prayer, serving, giving, loving, all those things. And yet, often neglected is remaining in the love of God. How do we do that? So, yeah, I it's mean, impossible. Right, right. Well, <laughs> without and, that. 
Right. Well, how do you do, how can you even stay motivated to do those things that you just mentioned without abiding in the love of God? Like none of those things really come naturally to anybody. <laughs> like, I mean, that's right. Some people are just really generous. Some people love to serve and they're, you know, it's sometimes it's personality trait. I totally get that. But when you get down to it, doing that consistently and doing it, not just when we feel like it, but doing it because we're motivated by love for the Lord, for others, you know, I, I mean, sometimes it feels like we forget that love, love is the foundation, abiding and living in his love. You know, John 15, obviously, is the chapter that really sticks out to me there because it talks about bearing good fruit, being pruned, and Jesus is all talking about love. All in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how you mentioned that. Like, it's just not natural for us. Again, there are people that have certain uh, personalities that things might appear to come easier to them. Of course, we don't know everybody's story. And things that they were given, that things that were put in them through their families and things, the environment they grew up in, they learned certain ways and characteristics. But the remaining in God's love, abiding in his love, is something that we need to talk about, teach, practice together as spiritual communities, local churches, ministries. So, so vital. Yeah, it's, I think we, we get really busy with all of the outward, you know, I don't even know if that's the right way to put it, outward expressions of loving Jesus, right? The fruit, the good fruit, actually. It's really, it's the good fruit, those things you mentioned, the word wanting to disciple people and bearing good fruit, but you're not going to bear good fruit fruit that remains fruit that lasts unless you're living or abiding in the vine or in the love of Jesus right which is what that's what John 15 is all about is abiding in the vine because we can do no good thing apart from him you know like it that's what scripture says and we feel like we might be doing some good things but like then we have to ask the question is our heart connected right are we just doing it because it's what we do or are we or are we really connected to living in the love of God? Um, you know, because being in ministry, it's it's become uh, that's something that I think the Lord's teaching me has been teaching me is you can get so busy cultivating uh, the fields, mm-hmm. work in the fields, right, mm-hmm. that you forget about maintaining your own heart in the love of God, and you find yourself in a burnout spot pretty quick. If you're not fixed on living in his love. Right. And there there's tension in that. Again, like we mentioned, there's there's no we want to do the things. Like Ephesians two. I always forget the verses five, six, seven, and eight. I'm just gonna put it within those three or four verses. That we were saved unto good works, but we were also saved that God could show us his kindness for the ages to come. Hmm. So you, there's a tension that lies in us as followers of Jesus, even people that are listening today that are active in their local church, serving the outward, the, um, the outward experience of being a follower of Jesus that we're called to do. And yet those words of Jesus in John 15 are so piercing that we want fruit that remains. We want something beyond just getting people to an altar 
to make a decision, even though we we absolutely want people to come to get to the place to make a choice to follow yeah. Christ. We celebrate that. You bet. Yeah. But then we want to disciple them in such a way that when pressures come, that they're remaining in the love of God so that they remain in, in that peace, righteousness, and joy, which is the kingdom of God when circumstances are bearing down. I think about that in my own life. Am I, am I remaining in that righteousness, peace, and joy when I'm going through pressure? Because I think that's the, not the test, whether I'm a, if I love Jesus or not, but that's the fruit that remains. That's John 15, and that's what he wants us, the fruit that he wants us to have, and it's all based in this remaining in love, which goes back to it's impossible to well, do anything for him unless we're remaining and abiding in love. And that testing certainly proves where we're at in that, right? Like, Of course. You know, which I think so many people pray the praise, crazy prayers. Jesus, I just want to love you, you know, and um, I just want to give you it all. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, there's going to come pressing. And when the pressing comes, that's going to show you how connected you are to loving me and how rooted your heart is in knowing my love right? Like, cause it's, it's deeper than just, it's not just an encounter. You know, I think a lot of people have encounters with God's presence. They feel his love and they go, wow, this is amazing. You know, I'm not just talking about encountering his love. I'm talking about knowing his love, meaning knowing him as a person, knowing how he's true in your life so that when pressing comes, when tough situations in your community comes, when you don't feel like following Jesus, maybe some people are listening to this and they're, they've been in that spot where they're like, man, I don't even know if I can keep following Jesus. It's like, well, what have you made, you know, the main, what's, what's your faith mainly about? Is it about living in love or is it about doing a bunch of stuff for God? Like, cause that's out of order, right? Like, well, we talk about that all the time. If you're just doing a bunch of things to try and really prove your love for God, you only have love because he loved you first, which, you know, is the verse that we're going to get into. If you want to, do you want to start us off in that with first John four nineteen? Because sure, there it is. I mean, it's first John four nineteen. We love him because he first loved us. And so it doesn't even come from us. Right. <laughs> like my love did not right. get God's attention. <laughs> right. He doesn't look down and goes, wow, Jim still a really, I mean, he, he really loves me. I'm so impressed by that. Like the Lord's not impressed with any of us. No. He loves us, yeah. which it's reciprocative. And we might yeah. have even mentioned that on these, some of these past episodes. But I'm also thinking while you're talking, Zach, there's nothing wrong with this, but how often I've been inspired. Hmm. And we need inspirational type of teaching and messages. We hope people are inspired by things. But the inspiration gets me kind of excited for that 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and it lasts maybe a few hours. But then when the pressures come, I've got to go back into what's really going on when the financial pressures, right. when I begin to think things about myself based upon financial pressures, I begin to think things about God the Father based upon financial pressures. I begin to think, I'm, I'm going to keep going here for a minute. I begin to think things about myself based upon how people are treating me how I feel about myself, how I feel about what God's plans are for me, about them, um, bi how business is going, how it just all this is connected to that. And, and a lot of times we're just 
wanting everybody to get just stay busy and it just becomes well we know what busyness be, can become it just becomes a band-aid that we find ourselves doing things you know it's really humbling to think about the fact that um our love for the lord didn't come from us right right it came from him and even when we say that it's like our pride can creep up and go no I totally love Jesus. It's like, well, I'm not questioning whether or not you love him, but like, where's the, where did it originate? Like it came from him. And, and, you know, cause he is the, he's the source. I mean, that's what back to John 15, right? Like if you're not connected, you're not going to produce meaning even in your heart, just knowing love, it comes from experiencing his love being put in you. First, it's the whole, like, even the performance thing, right? Because as human beings, we have a desire to be significant. We have a desire to be successful, to have impact, which actually God put those in us. Those are not things to hate. Those are things to really actually steward well and be active in. Yes. That's part of loving God is, is taking those things, but, and being a good steward of them. But at the core, like, what I'm really made for, where I'm really satisfied is, when I touch the love of God and that's alive in me, not just through an experience or an altar call or an encounter, but in my regular day-to-day life, when the pressures come, I can resort back to knowing in my spirit, in my mind and in my emotions, the love of God, even when my circumstances maybe don't like feel like they're pointing to that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so true. And that happens constantly to us. Um, again, we get inspired and then we go live it out. And that's when a lot of the, well, that's where it's important to make sure we're staying connected to one another. Yeah. That we're being honest about what's going on. And again, when you just said that, it's like it, the love of the love that I have for God did not originate with me. I was his enemy, the Bible says. Yeah. I didn't want anything to do with him. Paul the Apostle talks about, you know, we were enmity with God. Or James, I think James says that. I'm sorry, James says that. And his love, which gives me great courage. I know we, you and I have talked about that a lot. I've heard you teach on that. That when I think on those realities, that it's what he put in me. It's, stun- that's a, it's so captivating. It is. It reminds me that he wants me. Right. Which is the which is the better story than, oh, Lord, I loved you so well. Right. I'm going to love him well because the more in touch I am with how much he desires me, that's what motivates me to, to love him. Right. And then it's not about performance, and I'm hoping, I'm shooting in the dark. I hope God's pleased with my life. I hope I'm in the will of God for my life. I hope, I hope, I hope. And it's, we have to hope, but you don't have to, you can know, right? Right. And in, in this, you can know based on the love that you see coming up in your heart and the fruit of your life mm-hmm. that God's doing something with mm-hmm. you. That's the good news. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. Okay. It actually, it just, it makes me feel way better. It's not about me, right. <laughs> but th- it's painful at first when you, I think when you come to realize that you're like, oh, so this isn't about how awesome of a Christian I am. It's like, no, it's really not. It's about how awesome and great God's love is for you because your response to that is what is what's beautiful. 
right? Um, but so many times, you know, and even in my own life, I know we all, uh, our identity is I want to be great in the kingdom or do great things. It's like, well, good, you should. You're made to do great things. I was just telling our young adults last week, I said, none of you were made to be mediocre. You're all made to be great. But great in the love of God, in God's eyes, what does that look like? Right. So when I was thinking about this episode today and earlier today, I was thinking about anointing, Mm. which within the charismatic world, Pentecostal world, and I'm, I'm probably being limited in my own, my, my own ignorance. Everybody can speak of, of anointing sure. throughout the scripture. So I don't want to just limit it to a few, but so often it's directed toward Lord anoint me to do. And there is that, but there's anointing to love God, right? To remain in his love that Lord help me to, to love you well so that I can love others well. Yeah. And, when I think about that, the anointing for that, I've, I've, I've taught it a lot. I, and I, I'm growing and trying to understand that more. Like I want that touch of God on my life to give love back to him. That's when I'm satisfied. And that is the true measure of success. Yeah. Because then we can really rest in that. Yeah. Well, but, and it also connects with the whole reason for having this podcast is like, why are you guys talking about living in the love of God? in order for me to stick around in my you know, community or to stick around loving Jesus. It's like, it's because if you don't have this value, if this isn't the dream of your heart, which is to know the love of God, know the personality, the beauty of God, how he thinks and feels about you. Um, you know, I just want to challenge you if you're listening to this, like you need to make that the dream of your heart. Otherwise you'll get, you'll get burnt out doing everything else. If this is not right, it for you, right? Like sometimes you don't graduate from this we we never graduate from the love of God so that we can go do all the things and we don't just get in touch with the love of God so we can have the anointing to preach and, and talk about it like truly like living in the love of God knowing encountering studying meditating on knowing deep in our own hearts the love of God is what actually is going to help you stay committed through it all you know, like, I, I mean, just an example, raising the dead, let's say someone raises the dead. It's like, there's plenty of people who have seen miracles and done miracles that are not following Jesus. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about, but, and painful to think about. But I promise you that if you're in touch, the greater miracle is the love of God for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is the greatest miracle. God, how do you like and love me and all my weakness and darkness and brokenness and yeah and he goes and there's lots of good things that human beings all have too we have great things we're great things about us people are awesome yes but when you think about how perfect god is and that he would stoop as low as he has to invite us into that that's the greater miracle than watching someone get raised from the dead or right someone healed or preaching i still want to see that like, and i'm reaching for that yeah, like Raise that's the dead. Right. Of like we gotta go for that. Mm-hmm. We we we're we're commanded mm-hmm. to do those things, you know, but I think having them in the right place mm-hmm. is what's so important for keeping us going. The distance. Like 
We yeah. say that all the time around this place, you know, around the house of prayer. And it's, it's so redundant, but it's really true because when you think about all the struggles that I go through, you go through, everybody goes through, it's like, it's not really about ministry stuff. No, like you always say, ministry is not the reward. No, it's fun and it's got its moments, but it's not the reward. He's the reward. It's what he told Abraham. I am your exceeding great reward. Yeah. Not even that you're going to inherit all these lands <laughs> right. and be the father of many nations. Great wealth, all that. It doesn't. Yeah. All that's within the God's scope of doing in our lives and that we can believe him for and trust him for. Yeah. Absolutely. But he's our exceeding great reward, which means, oh, I have to enjoy God. And we've talked about that, but it's really breaks it down to how. So this is about me and God. Yeah. And then it brings up all those things in our hearts when things aren't going well. And I mean, I'll be honest, there's a lot of things in my life right now. I'm like, oh, this would be a lot easier if I just had this or that, a certain amount of money, if I had a little more influence, if we had a little more, a few more people, if this was a little bit easier. And the Lord knows all of that when he designed you and I and all of us and he chose the assignment for all of us. I mean, I'm now I'm getting into this thing of the delays of God. He's not so much as interested in everything we're doing, but who we're becoming. Who am I becoming um, through the assignment that he's given me? And for people that are listening today, it's like, who are you becoming through the assignment, through the ministry you're leading, through the business that you own, through the family that you have as a father, as a mother, as a son, a daughter, a brother, sister, worship leader, prayer leader, uh, local church pastor, missions, missionary, missions leader, outreach leader. I mean, everything. Who are we, who are we becoming? Yeah. If it's not that, then we're focused on, look what I did. Yeah. And we know we've all kind of, after a while, it's like, yeah, well, I'm kind of bored with that now or we can become bored with it unless we're connecting to this foundational truth of remaining or abiding in the love of God. Yeah. And when you're, you're, when you're talking about all that, it's making me think of like some things that come up when we're not living in the love of God and we're in a community, we're following Jesus. We tend to, we're become discontent, right? Like there's this crazy, it's almost like a paradox where we're super hungry and not content. We want more of God. We have to live hungry, right? Blessed are the hungry, right? We live hunger, hungry. Hunger is a great, is the greatest gift we can be given. Cause we're going to, we talk about that around here a lot too. Hunger is your greatest gift because you've got to desire God. Right. And yet at the same time, it's like, we also can experience being content in all things, which Paul talks about. And the way that we're content in all things, whether we're shipwrecked or on the mountaintop, whatever's going on, is is this reality? It's a, it really is about this reality, knowing that we're enjoyed and loved by God, mm-hmm. um, and living in that, not just visiting it once a week, not just maybe thinking about it every once in a while when I'm sad, <laughs> but like yeah. living in it. Like, oh Lord, even when I don't feel like I'm loved. I'm going to spend time talking to you about how you love me. So let me just for a minute as we're, as we're kind of getting the last few minutes of this episode together, how would we remain? It seems like you're going to go down that path. How would we remain 
How do yeah. I, how do you and I how do we all practice learn, it? Practice remaining in the love of God. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I mean, practically, what I do to keep myself staying living in the love of God, and this is something recent for me. This is the last year of my life that God has taught me this because <laughs> I got to a place in my own heart where I just was I was getting burnt out in my heart. I did not know what was going on. I was like, there's no way I'm burnt out, right? I'm praying a lot, doing this, doing that. And then God asked me, he said, what are you and I talking about mostly? Mm. I was like, what are our conversations mostly about, Zach? Mm. That's what I felt like he just asked me in my heart. And I thought about it. I went, I'm talking to you about a lot of really good things, but I'm also just talking to you about what I need you to do in me. Make me more righteous, make me more hungry, make me more good things, right? Lord, help me, Lord, to be more this, more that, because I love him. But I realized my conversation with the Lord wasn't primarily about his love for me and my love for him. Mm. And, and you know, I just want everyone to know this too before I talk about how to practice this. We're not telling you to go dig um, and put your head in the sand right? and just be like, oh, all I need is the love of God. Um and I don't need to worry about anything else. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is that, you know, are you prioritizing living in the love of God? Because that's what helps you fulfill all the other things God wants for you. You know, you're not just going to hide in the love of God and avoid everything else. Like, there's no way you can do that when you're in touch with God like that. But how I'm practicing it after the Lord had asked me this question is, every morning I get my coffee. Every morning I try to do this non-negotiable. I get my coffee in my hand. I open my Bible to John fifteen nine. I read through John 15, the chapter, and I go to John fifteen nine, the verse, and I talk to the Father, and I talk to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, talk to God about how the Father loved Jesus and that Jesus loves me the same way the Father loves him. Mm. And I ask the Lord about that. So I say, I go, Father... You know, impart the love that you have for Jesus. Put that in my heart. I want to love you the way you love Jesus. Same way. And I just let that marinate, and I sit with it, and I write my prayers in my journal, and I just wait on God. And sometimes I'm really moved by it in my heart, and and a lot of times I'm not, but it brings this contentment to me and this peace and this rest when I begin my day with just thinking about that Jesus loves me the same way the father loves him. And I ask God to reveal what that means to me and whatever he reveals to me in other scriptures that come to mind, or as I'm studying the Bible, Mm. I'm always living with that lens on, right? Like, okay, Lord, you love me the same way the father loves you. And then I start to insert other words into that. I'll say, wow. Okay. Jesus, you enjoy me the same way the Father enjoys you. Okay, hmm. well, that's that's really good. Well, where else can I go with this? You know, like, because the Lord opened the door when it, when he said that. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah. boom, come and explore what this means that I love you that same way the Father loves me. So the same love that Jesus experienced from the Father is the love that we get to experience from Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that's a practical way. I just start every day asking God about it. Pray reading that, John fifteen nine, And um, that's changed my life. 
and I'll talk about that till the day that I die. Yeah. And I don't think I'll ever change that. I think that's a non-negotiable for me for the rest of my life because it brings such um, security and sustainability mm-hmm. and um, hope and everything I need is rooted in, in that. Yeah. You know, that's so th- that's a practical way I would do it. If you're listening, start every morning, even if it's five minutes, yeah. just talking to God about that scripture and ask him to reveal. So just thank him and say, Lord, show me more of, of what this means. Yeah. Just really simple. It doesn't, there's no magical prayer, you know, and just journal what the Lord, you feel the Lord talking to you about or what thoughts come to your mind and, and sift through that with scripture. Mm-hmm. So, so you're, you're using John fifteen nine as the, the, uh, the beginning of not the beginning, but a practical way to begin a conversation with God, mm-hmm. with Jesus about the way you were loved is what you want to give to me. And you said it so, you, you just said it was great. Like what he opened up to us was something we, it's just amazing. Then in verse 10, another practical way, he says, okay, so I'm going to love you the same way that my father loved me. And then he says, if you keep my commandments, yeah, you keep my word, you keep what he's given us here. If you keep them, that means we care about them. If we take them to heart, doesn't mean we're walking in perfection on them. That if you, if you do that, then you'll remain or abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. So Jesus is saying, I'm here doing this because I'm remaining in the Father's love. I stand against the accusations of men, the the uh, rejection of men, laying my life down, obeying my Father's words because love is the primary thing. I am caught up in this fellowship and friendship with the uncreated God. And Jesus is saying, now you take that and do what I said to do. Now, even we hear that phrase, we're like, there he is telling me what to do. But he's like, I'm asking you and inviting you in to do it, to love. I'm asking you to forgive someone else, Jim, by abiding in my love because there's no way you're going to ever forgive anybody because you will it. Simply your strong will and your strong personality and because you've decided like, oh, I'll just get through this. I'll pull up you know, my bootstraps and get through it. Yeah. I have to forgive based upon being forgiven based on the love of God. So I just, I just saw those two coming together. So it starts on the... Wow, what am I invited into? Reveal that to me, oh, so that, that I can walk out and obey the word of God. That's and so there, good. all the power of God's available to each of us to do that. Oh yeah, we're not orphaned. No. Well, the greatest motivating factor—I don't care what anyone says. I know people will say fear is the greatest thing that'll motivate. No, love is. Yeah, love is absolutely That's the right. greatest motivating factor. Yeah, the love of God will light a fire in you that you've never known. Yes. And we cannot downplay the fact that the uncreated God says to us in this verse, he says, I love you the same way I love my son. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just getting emotional even just thinking about that on this. Yeah. There's no way. It's impossible. Going back to the beginning, Zach. It's impossible for us to do this without remaining in his love. No. Which, yeah. so... For those who are listening that you've been trying to do this without this being like the center of your life, like just run back to this. Yeah. Like, that's right. Forget trying to do all the stuff. You're going to do plenty of things because the love of God, like you were just saying so well, Dad, is it, it's what motivates us to 
obey and love his commands. Mm-hmm. Like the reason I love certain commands, <laughs> right? Because I'm start I'm trying to embrace all of them, is because I know how he feels about me. Right. And so my loyalty is to him. That's where I go, what what would you ask of me? Of course you have it. Because I'm so in touch with how yeah. much you are passionate about me. Like and for those I feel like I'm supposed to just tell you guys too listening today, God is not passive in his love for you. He's not. If that's something you're hearing in your head, um, you mm. need to just break agreement with that mm. lie because God is a jealous God, meaning that he's passionate about you. Mm-hmm. He's not far off from you. And he's opened this door, not just for you to say, wow, Lord, you love me, but you enjoy me. You know, Proverbs 8, I think about that because Proverbs 8 talks about the relationship of the father and the son. And it says that daily they delighted in each other. Mm-hmm. That means that the Lord delights in you daily. You that's get to right. just plug yourself right into that. That's right. You know, but that's it. That's what keeps us not just obeying and loving and abiding in, in the vine is, is it's his love, but it keeps us faithful for a long time. Yeah. You know, over the years for years. This is what that's right. I mean, it's the same thing in a marriage because it's you, there's going to be so many days where you're not feeling anything but you choose to love because of the great love that you sure. you share. So, so good. Well, I want to pray for everybody yeah, that's listening today and uh, wherever they're at in their journey with Jesus. Father, today I pray for every person that has uh, decided to listen for a little bit today. I bless them. I pray today that you would strengthen them with the words of John fifteen nine, that as the Father loved you, that's how you've loved them. And you're calling them to abide in that love, to remain to live in it. And so I ask you, Holy Spirit, to escort them into that. Help them supernaturally. Even right now as we're praying, Lord, give them help, the help that they need because that's who you are, Holy Spirit. You are the helper. We thank you for that today. We thank you for your presence uh, with us today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, peace.